1997 till now, men have been disappearing and winding up in rivers and lakes. The opinions are split on this one. Do we have an organized gang of killers that are flying under the radar and making their crimes look accidental? Is this a wild conspiracy theory and just tragic accidents? And what is with the smiley faces? Buckle up and prepare for a wild ride. Well, everybody, I am sorry that I am bad at my job. <laughs> so I uh, this is actually going to be take two for us because we recorded this whole episode and ran out of space on the camera. And so yeah. we're, we're doing take two. So I know this case now. Um, I know kind of what's going to happen. And uh, yeah, you guys missed out on a, a good episode. <laughs> So we're going to try to make the second one just as good, hopefully. We had some really good discussion without you. I know. We, we did. Yeah, we went we went for about an hour back and forth, and um, it got 10 minutes, so. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> but we have a better mic now. We have a new mic. I hope you guys like the audio, because I think this mic's going to sound really good for the podcast and for the YouTube channel, so let us know if you guys like this better. Mm -hmm. Um. And uh, maybe this will go better because we had a, a practice run. I actually feel like more official having this mic. True. I don't, I felt before like I was just talking to you in a room. Well. <laughs> now I actually feel like there's, there's somebody here. I think, I think that's how we wanted the podcast to feel. But then now, yeah, like now we're talking to each other with an official, you know, everybody in the room with us. Right. Um, so hopefully it sounds good. Hopefully it looks good. We're just trying some things out. So bear we're, with us. Yeah, we're playing with the lighting a little bit, playing with the microphone. Um, yeah, just trying to get the right setup. Yeah. And today's story um, is Cray Cray. Um, I know some of you probably know it. Uh, Drew knows it now. <laughs> yes, I know it now. I had an idea of it before, but I really know it now. Yeah, he was super excited when I did that little intro last time because he was like, I kind of know this one. Yeah, I've heard of this one. Yeah, so, um, yeah, some good discussions. I'm just super excited, so. Yep. Ready to dive in? Yeah, let's jump into it. Okay, so we are going to start our story with Victim Zero. That is what they call him. And he is the first death of a lot, a lot, a lot in this case. So we start our case with Patrick McNeil. Patrick was a 21-year-old college student living in New York City. February 16, 1997, Patrick went to the uptown Manhattan bar called the Dapper Dog. Weird name. Very weird name. Um, and everybody points that out. People are like, what is this bar? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who names a bar that? Right, but I guess it's very popular there. Um, there are conflicting reports. Some say he was very drunk. Some say he was a little bit drunk. Um, but Patrick overall was a good-looking ladies' man. He got teased by his roommates sometimes for caring too much about how he looked, and then also for being a womanizer. Um, but he had a lot going for him, and he studied very hard in college. 
Um, in the early morning hours of the next day, Patrick left the dapper dog saying he was on his way to a nearby subway station to return to his Bronx campus. People say they saw him standing outside the bar for a while. He was waiting on a female friend who had gone to the restroom. She didn't show, or at least not as quick as he wanted, <laughs> and he left on foot. He walked two city blocks until eventually he turned the corner at 90th Street. People observed him staggering and even falling down and getting back up. As he walked, people said that a vehicle was slowly following him. The vehicle would stop and start again as Patrick would fall or stagger. Both Patrick and the vehicle took a left on 90th Street and then disappeared. So, already we got some weird stuff going on here. Yep. A massive search for Patrick began, but after a few weeks, the police stated their own theory. They stated that he probably just ran away. Maybe he didn't like college or even said that he might have gotten a girl pregnant and wanted to run from that. They even accused him of being on drugs, but his friends and family denied all those rumors, and they were right. On April 7th, 1997, Patrick McNeil's badly decomposed body, only in his blue jeans and socks, was found face up in the East River near the Brooklyn Pier, 12 miles away from his last known location. And I just realized we are doing back-to-back -back New York. <laughs> we are. are at least starting back-to-back. -back. Yeah, New York, watch out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a New York case, but it's also an all Bigger than case. that. So, yeah. Because of the strange condition of his corpse, the police investigated this as a potential abduction and murder. Right away, there were problems here. First, we have a lack of skin slippage. Now, this is where I get into a lot of dead body things. Yeah, so this is your uh, trigger warning. Um, <laughs> I should have said trigger warning before I said the words skin slippage. True, <laughs> but um, this is as good as time as any, I guess. Yep. Um, and we did forget to put a trigger warning in the last thing. I can't talk either. We forgot to put a trigger warning the last time we did it, so maybe this is for the best. Yes. Um, I'm also... <laughs> kind of debating on where I'm gonna do trigger warning and where I'm because I kind of want to take the intro part out because if I'm trying not to say S-A and then I say uh, it in the first yeah. two seconds of the right. video it defeats the purpose and for any of you that have done content creation or have listened to other content creators you know that everybody's got to be conscious of how YouTube and other places do their monetization and certain buzzwords are bad yes so uh, that essay is one of those words that may or may not get demonetized. Saying the full word definitely does. So mm -hmm. we try to avoid that if we can. Right. And I try not to be triggering with my word usage too. That and too. sometimes saying that or the R word will trigger bring someone. back trauma. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm playing with some ideas. Um, <laughs> We're here but, for your entertainment, not to cause you problems. Right. Exactly. Um, but what I will say is this part of the case is very interesting to me. I know and have researched and have talked about some of this before in like my regular life, which is weird to say. <laughs> um, but I don't think I've talked about it on the pod. Um, 
a fascination with decomposition and stuff like that always i don't know it just it it's interesting to me so like the science of it and right the uh the way they do time you're always interested in how they calculate that or how they how they figure out when things happened and hopefully interests you guys too because this this stuff is crazy so let us know if if she's crazy on this one um (laughs) she's actually said before that she would be interested in studying on a body farm Mm -hmm. um and i've also said i would work in a mortuary um or as an emmy and i'm out on those things (laughs) um uh what was uh so you've you always kind of liked morbid was it elena that was Mm -hmm. worked at a mortuary yeah she has just so much knowledge of the body and science and all of that and i'm just like i just find that so fascinating right which is what eventually got you into that podcast i think Mm -hmm. was her knowledge and just the fact that they're interesting like they're a good good mashup yeah go listen to morbid they're great um so (laughs) right they have a, a little bit of a boston or or northeastern accent so uh they say things like rum and i i enjoy the accent <laughs> i think it's funny right. i i know i have midwestern accent so you guys can make fun of that all you want well they say that kansans don't have any accent so i don't know maybe i don't know one of my friends uh, this is off topic but one of my friends um you know him went to tennessee and everybody in tennessee said oh you have an accent <laughs> and he's like i feel like you all have an accent <laughs> So I don't know. Let us know if we have accents too. Right. A lot of people say that they my voice is calming. So hopefully. Um, but we are going to talk about some of the stuff with the bodies. And this is where this case is interesting because the police are like, nope, nothing's going on here. Nothing to see here. Right. But like a lot of this stuff I, doesn't match. I find it weird that they were just like, it seemed like they were throwing things out. Like, mm-hmm. he might have gotten a girl pregnant. He might have done this. He might have done that. And they're like, it's almost like they're just, like, guessing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you feel like if you say he might have gotten a girl pregnant and that's why he's running, shouldn't you know? Like, that? <laughs> right. Like shouldn't there be a girl that's pregnant that you're like, maybe, you know, she says it's his. Maybe that's why he's running. Like, you know, like, uh-huh. you shouldn't just be guessing. Yeah. But... This was New York in the 1990s and also today. So (laughs) cops sometimes don't always. Yeah, Yeah, it just seemed seemed like they were sweeping it under the rug. Right. Like uh, it it was nothing to worry about. Yep. Um, So let's get back to the topic of skin slippage. Now, um, it's very gross. Yes. But is this fascinating thing that happens when bodies are found in the water, particularly. Um, And it's when basically your skin is slipping off of your bones. Um, It's a part of decomp where, like, because you've been in the water so much and you know you get, like, your your skin kind of gets, like... Like wrinkly, wrinkly yeah. and and then it just gets oily, and then it just starts to separate from your body. I don't even know if I've yeah, I don't I don't even know if I've been in the water long enough for the oily part. So like mm-hmm. now I'm now I have a new fear of <laughs> <laughs> like well, once I get too wrinkly, it's like I'm done. I don't want to get to the oily stage. Right as you're you're thinking of a body decomposing, you know your skin does fall off, and in the water, it's it's just making that that happen. A little bit quicker and a little bit different right so 
that is what we refer to as skin slippage. So um, Patrick couldn't have been in the water for the entire two months that he had been missing because they studied that skin slippage. Right. Um, so the next topic that we're going to talk about some is lividity. So what the, the skin slippage, right, you're saying is that uh, not, for lack of a better way of putting it, not much slipped. Mm-hmm. Like there there wasn't much movement. There wasn't much, like the skin wasn't falling off your off his bones like... It should have been. Like it should have been if he had been in the water for two months. Exactly. Right. Okay. Yep. So we're going to talk about lividity. Um, Lividity is blood pooling after a person has died and has been laying in a certain spot. So if you die laying on your back, you will have this bluish purple color on your back. Um, This is all the blood basically pooling in your body due to gravity. It's pulling it downward. And the way you describe it, it, it sounds like a bruise, but like sounds like yes. it would look like a giant bruise, basically. Yep. And they can tell if your body has been moved if the body doesn't have fixed lividity. Fixed lividity is where all of that blood is in one spot. Right. Well, probably whatever spot's nearest to the ground or pushing exactly. on the ground. Yep. If your body has been, like, let's say I die on my back, and then in you know a couple weeks i moved there's going to be lividity on different parts of my body that's how they can tell you've been moved or messed with right so you'd have lividity on your back and your front um, things like that yep um and this fact wasn't adding up for patrick either he had discoloration on the front of his body This shows that Patrick died laid facing down for all of his blood to settle in those parts, whereas his body had been discovered and recovered lying face up. People who accidentally drowned aren't usually found floating on their backs, and we know this because of studies of suicide um, and also drownings, so, or accidental drowning. Which, and I, I brought this up before too, I, I was curious, and we didn't really know the answer to this, but I'm curious if like the water and the currents can flip people like different directions, but I mean, you did say they're generally not found like that, so mm-hmm. um, that makes me think that it either usually doesn't flip people like that, or if it if it does, it's not common, I guess. Right. And what we also talked about was that he was found on his back. Maybe he didn't have a fixed lividity. Maybe mm. he, or he had a fixed lividity when in the water, if you're moving back and forth, you wouldn't have a lividity. Right. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> because you might be turning and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So if you're in the water the whole time, it would be, you'd be black and purple all over. Mm-hmm. Or you wouldn't have any at all because that blood is still moving. Right. Um, Because we kind of said, too, it's basically like since your heart's not pumping the blood anymore, it just gravity pulls it to a spot. mm -hmm. So if you're rolling, gravity's going to keep changing like where that spot would be. Right. And I am no expert, but that is what I assume. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So investigators started looking more closely into the vehicle that was following Patrick, but there wasn't really any leads much there. So they kind of just started talking about more about like why he would take his clothes off in February to take a swim or to commit suicide because he was found without a shirt. Um, 
And then one interesting fact was I saw this in one article and I couldn't match it to any other article, so I don't know <laughs> how true it is. Usually I try to match a fact. I try to find it in different articles, that way I kind of know that it's a little bit legit. Um, and I only found it in one, but it said that he had rope burns and there were rope burns around his neck and then there were other markings. Now, I don't know what that means. I tried searching it. I don't have any idea what this would be, but to me, that almost seems like murder more than anything else. Right. And, and I mean, they're probably pointing to failed suicide is mm -hmm. what they're trying to maybe get at. Maybe that's what it was in that article, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Um, and then we, you know, we were, we were thinking about it like maybe it was um, like he attempted to commit suicide and then that didn't work. And then he maybe did that in the water after, but it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Um, and the other thing that didn't make sense was Patrick wasn't a small guy. So how did he get completely smashed off a couple cocktails? I mean, this guy is falling over walking. Right. Um... And how did he get so drunk that he fell into the river to make this an accident? Um, investigators started looking more into the fact that maybe Patrick was drugged. And Drew definitely <laughs> figured that out the last time we did this episode. Yeah, because um, yeah, that's where she was. She said the date rape drug, and I had to remember the medical name for it, and eventually got it, Ruhifnol. Yes. And when you talk about... Um, being drugged with Ruhuf, I cannot say that word. <laughs> <laughs> Ruhifnol, I think. Yes. Is, now, now I'm going to be pronouncing it wrong and and not knowing it and look like an idiot. <laughs> well, I look like an idiot because I can't pronounce anything. So. <laughs> nah. Well, if it's if I'm pronouncing it wrong, then you're trying to pronounce a made-up word. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, but that drug is colorless. Um, it's a colorless substance, um, and it's virtually tasteless. Um, so he wouldn't know that he's being drugged. And it also is not easily detected in an autopsy. Um, well, it's almost untraceable in an autopsy. Which is why when you, when you want to try to catch it to be safe is to watch your drink. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what everybody has said since I've been in college, since I ever had a drink is you always watch your drinks. Um, right. and this is a good time to say, even if you're a guy, watch your drink. It's yep. not, it, it does happen more to women than, than men, but that it doesn't mean that it only happens to women. So, you, you know, and you mentioned there's things you can put over your drinks mm -hmm. even yeah. to, to try to keep you safe. So yeah, they make like almost like little lids that are stretchy that you can just like put over your drink. And right. And you know, when you're drunk, you're basically a toddler. So maybe you do need a sippy cup lid and then <laughs> just put it on your drink. Like there you multi, go. multi-purpose. Yep. Just tell people you're a clumsy drunk. I know <laughs> Which, I am. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, yeah, um, this won't do good for our podcast listeners. But when I when I drink and I go to set down a glass, <laughs> that's what how I do it. Is I move it around until I find the exact spot I was going to sit it on. Well, blind and drunk guy, right? Bad yeah, blind and blind and drunk, blind and uh, uncoordinated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also the effects of the date rape drug um, 
includes impaired speech and muscle coordination, blackouts, amnesia, and it could be even lethal if it's mixed with enough alcohol. And also, it's very fast-acting. That could be why maybe he didn't seem drunk one minute and then was smashed the next. Right. Um, April 16th, 1997, New York City's chief medical examiner ruled the death as accidental drowning and the manner of death still unknown. So, we talked about this and we I looked it up this time. And, you know, we now you guys don't have to hear the part where we looked it up. So that's that's right. saying, you guys, because we <laughs> we both had kind of remembered it. It was all kind of familiar, but we wanted to make sure we got it exactly right for you guys. Yes. So cause of death. Now, this is the like definition, definition um, cause of death, a medical opinion of the deceased or injured that relates to the person death. So what did the person die of? Drowning. Um mm-hmm. You know, asphyxiation for not being able to breathe, uh, drug overdose, things like that. Yep. The manner of death is a classification system developed for public health statistics based on the circumstances under which the death occurred. So the manner is either usually accidental, homicide, natural, suicide, or undetermined. And undetermined is usually saying it could be a combination and we don't know it could be none of these and we don't know um basically saying one is not more compelling than the other right okay so <laughs> there we go you didn't know you guys were going to be having medical lessons today huh I, we have a lot of medical medical stuff here it's okay we're learning too yes this i mean we've an educational <laughs> we've uh we've learned it in other um other documentaries and things like that but we're relearning to make sure we get it right for you right exactly um so this part is kind of where patrick's case goes cold um but then many many years later a team of investigators think they have found the answer to this mystery and not only to patrick's case but to cases of hundreds of other men one thing that ties this together smiley faces they believe that the ones responsible are the smiley face killers patrick's death more than 350 men could be classified as being victims of the smiley face killers killer conspiracy i don't know what it you, is. you even said gang at yeah i said gang because sometimes that's how it's referred to so right and 350 is insane yes i i don't I don't see how 350 could be one person. I'm not saying it's impossible, but that is... That's a lot. That's a lot. Yep. That would be the most infamous serial killer by miles. Yes. Um, So we're going to talk about some of the men today and how some of them are connected. But first, let's talk about the men that are behind the theory and the investigation. And that is Kevin Gannon and Anthony Duarte... I think that's how you say it. Um, they have been looking into cases like these for over 20 years, and they started a theory of the Smiley Face Gang. Both men are retired New York police officers, and this is what they had to say about their theory. Quote, what we have determined is there is a well-structured, organized gang with cells in major cities across the United States who drug, 
abduct, and hold victims for a period of time alive before they murder them and place them in the water. And that is what they told Oxygen.com. And so what we're, uh, the reason why you're bringing that up is because we're saying a, a lot of those 350 match almost all of that pattern. Mm -hmm. um, usually young males, usually found in the water, uh, usually with issues with the lividity, like you mentioned, like they hadn't been in this, the skin slippage, like they hadn't been there for as long as they, they would have been. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, kind of college-aged, um, just regular guys. Right. And you're leading me straight into my next paragraph. Oh, good. <laughs> um, there are certain things that those detectives look for, and one of them is a profile, so a victim profile. Um, and you get like a victim profile usually when there is a serial killer. So like, you know, Gacy, young men, um, Dahmer, young men, um, um, Ted Bundy, young women, you right. know, like you get, you get a certain person that they usually go for. Right. Now, some killers do not. Right. Um, the Night Stalker would kill all ages, all sexes, all everything. Um, the one you <laughs> always bring up. Yes, the one I told Sarah that we need to do a case on because it is one of the ones that freaks me out the most and that I am... It's not, it's not the one that makes... It one that makes me pretty mad. Uh, the, I, it always bothers me when like things happen to kids, but this one's not necessarily a kid's one, but it's Israel Keys. Mm -hmm. uh, and what makes me think of compares this and what Israel Keys and Ted Bundy you're going to get into soon here, which is the location. Mm -hmm. um, so Israel Keys moved around a lot and traveled yeah. a lot and it didn't all happen in the same place. Same with Ted Bundy. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so they're looking for this victim profile, and with this particular smiley face gang, um, it's younger, often athletic, often well-liked, smart, successful men. They all go out drinking, often with peers, and are found dead in bodies of water. Many of them look like accidental deaths. Another sign these men are all tied together is the odd circumstances in their death. They are all ruled accidental or undetermined, but many of them are inconsistent with that ruling. We talked about Patrick's weird circumstances, but there are other ones too. One man experienced what was called minimal deterioration, but was missing for 40 days. That doesn't make sense. Right. Um, a different one was missing for two weeks, but was found in full rigor mortis which usually happens within 24 to 36 hours after their death. How is that? <laughs> How, How does is that it work? possible unless it just happened a day or a day and a half before? Right. Detectives Gannon and Darte believe that these bodies are staged in the water. They are found in places that have previously been searched. A lot of these cases don't add up. Now, could all of these be tied to one person or a group of people? That is unknown, but there is definitely something going on here. Now, the biggest thing of this case, and the point of contention, is the presence of the smiley face. That is where people kind of get lost with this case. They're like, all right, right we're out. 
But I mean, it's a it's a catchy name for the whole group. So I mean, <laughs> you you remember it because of that, right? Yeah. But um, we and we talked about that's a pretty common graffiti is mm-hmm. a smiley face like yep. that. People do that everywhere. Yep. Um, also, um, you had said we got into a whole discussion last time about how like how are they do like are they dumping the body then spray painting a smiley face like it's mm-hmm. just it, it's weird right and what Andrew is talking about is that um near everybody is a spray painted smiley face yes i kind of gave that one away sorry that's okay <laughs> you just got a little ahead of me which is I, fine. I did i did My um, bad. <laughs> all of these are different sizes and shapes and colors but they're always a smiley face now, like I said, people are like, all right, now this is BS. Because, like we just said, it's the most popular graffiti out there. Mm-hmm. How are you to know if someone did it after, before, 50 years ago? We right. really don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's you look at every train, there's probably a smiley face somewhere on it. Right. It's fast and common. Um, it's so easy to do that even I could probably do it, and I am not very artistic. <laughs> right. Um, but the investigators point out that there is one by everybody. So how convenient is that? You right. know, um, they think these smiley faces are to taunt police, saying they are happy that they are doing this and getting away with it. And it, I mean, another weird thing too is you. I mean, they're in bodies of water, so it's mm-hmm. going to be moving, right? So like, it's weird that they find it kind of by the body because like if you think if it's in like a river or something like i think they would have floated down river away from where they painted the smiley face right very good point um aliens (laughs) (laughs) that is you said that was actually a theory that people have some people do it is there's there's a theory out there that it's extraterrestrials or ghosts or demons like all kinds of stuff people think that it is yeah, I, I wish I could do the H aliens aliens thing, but I'm I'm just not I'm not him. Right. Um, so let's talk about Tommy Booth for a minute. Twenty four year old Tommy was discovered face down in a creek in Woodland, Pennsylvania. He was missing for two weeks. His death was ruled a probable drowning and was closed in two thousand and eight. However, the detectives and a lot of people believe that he is a victim of the Smiley Face Gang. The ME noted there were drag marks and footprints at the scene. His feet were also in the right position that leads them to believe that he could have been dragged. The skin slippage and the lividity also didn't match on Tommy's body. Rigor was also found in some parts of Tommy's body, even though he was missing for two weeks. The case of Dakota James is like this, Brian Wetzel, William Hurley, and many, many, many others. Night out of drinking, go missing, found in the water. Over and over. I have read story after story of these, and I wish I could tell all of them, but like... I mean, you mentioned 350. Yeah, like, there's I, no way we could tell 350 stories. Right, and I mean, they all get mixed in together too because like I you know I was researching and I was like oh was that Tommy or was that Patrick because they're so similar right. the the pattern is exactly the same you think you're reading the same story again you pretty much are um and I I really wish I could tell every story but we need a whole different podcast yeah 
And, um, and we assume there probably is one out there. So if there is, go find it. Yeah. Uh, because that's probably a great podcast. Yeah. And I have hard enough time putting this together. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone a 350 person case. Right. Um, so that leads us to location. Now, when you think of a killer, you think they're operating in one spot, usually. Um, sometimes they jump around, but I mean, Which is where very I, rarely. I jumped ahead a little bit again. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's where I mentioned Israel Keys and mm -hmm. Ted Bundy as far as serial killers who jump around. Right. Um, so let's talk about where all of this is happening. So it started in New York with Patrick. Um, we have like this big cell kind of there in the tri-state area. Around New York and, yep. and yeah, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So we have Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, but the list goes on and on. Um, we have a lot on the East Coast, but then they start to kind of move and we have a big cluster in Chicago and right around like Lake Michigan shoreline. Um, and that was in 2022, so not that long so ago. So pretty recent. Yep. We have 11 bodies, mostly men in their 20s and 30s. Um, and so we have this big cell that happened there and then it kind of died down a little bit and you didn't hear as much about it. Until? <sighs> Until. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. You know it's coming. You know right. that there's more. Yes. Um, which brings us to right now. Um, as of right now, this recording, um, and we are May 4th? Yes. Uh, May, May, May 3rd, the original time we tried to record this. Right. Um, <laughs> but it's May 4th now. Um, <laughs> they believe that the Smiley Face Gang is operating in Austin, Texas. And when I mean now, I mean like now, now. Right. Um, so if you're in Austin, Texas, please, I mean really anywhere, but especially Austin, Texas, please be careful. Yes. Um, eight bodies that fit the profile have been pulled out of Lady Bird Lake near Rainy Street in Austin, Texas in the last year. And get this, four have been discovered since February. We have February 13th, Jason John, age 30. March 5th, Clifton Axel, age 40. April 1st, Jonathan Honey, age 33. April 15th, John Christopher Hayes Clark, age 30. And it's very interesting because today I was just reading an article um, about one of the sisters of the victims that had happened um, a couple years ago, but it's still, they believe it's in this cell. Right. It's related. Yeah. And she was saying there is no way that he drowned. And she just, she's pleading for someone to listen because more bodies is happening right. and no one is paying attention. Um, I mean, you have a little bit of traction now, um, but still like- It shouldn't take that many to get traction. No, and you know, the police are like, this is not a thing. Right. But I don't know how they're not at least trying to warn people that, hey, like either they're being drugged or, you know, something. At, like, least in, at least in that area, once it happens, I mean, you, 
once is too many, obviously, but if it happens twice in a short, close together time, I feel like they really should be warning people already at that point. Right. I know that um, Texas uh, police, Austin, Texas police, came out and said, yeah, we're going to like up security around Rainy Street and they put in more lights, you know? Yeah. But <laughs> the sister said in that article, she was like, okay, like you put in another light, like you're not even telling people that something's happening right it's not really doing any it's kind of sweeping it under the rug it is yeah um and there is a facebook page that i follow um if you just go and you look up like ladybird lake um i think i think really that's it <laughs> um there's a Facebook page about how this could be the smiley face killer, and they have pictures on there of smiley faces that they found. They have people that are going through and, like, trying to figure stuff out, putting pieces together. So it's a very good resource to go on. Um, Which, um, I mean, this sounds messed up to say, but, I mean, they're, they're all in the same lake, too. So, like, mm -hmm. it's not like they're probably redoing smiley faces. Like, they're... They're putting the bodies in the same lake, so all of them are going to be by a smiley face. Sure. Um, but also, another thing I wanted to mention with those Facebook groups like that, mm -hmm. it, is, it is great to get invested in it and try to help, but make sure that you be respectful. Too. Yes, yes. Um, because a lot of victims' families, um, they you don't want to hurt them in the process. It's one thing to want to help them. That's great. Just make sure you're not hurting them. Yes. We need to be helpful in investigations and not hurtful. Right. And um, I feel like sometimes the true crime community goes a little bit overboard. It goes, you know, and I, I get the feeling. It makes sense because it's it feels like oh, they're not doing enough and mm -hmm. you want to do more. Just don't, yeah, don't don't uh, hurt the situation. Right. Share the victim's faces. Uh, that's a big yeah. In those stories, you know, like that source the, where um, they were talking to her sister, like get those families out there, get, you know, the faces, of the victims, the families, because those are the ones that they know way and, more than we do. And you also, if you um, get the victims faces out there, you don't know who's going to be like, oh, I did see that person that night. Right. And then maybe they call one of the tips hotlines. So it may not seem like the most helpful, but it actually really could be helpful. Yep. So, this is my call-out. <laughs> um, no matter what this is, if it is a group of people, if it is one person, or if it's just accidents, please, please, please look out for each other. Watch yourself. Care about your friends. Watch out for your friends. Go out in groups. Stay in groups. Cover your drinks. We talked about that. Stay safe. Because women, you are not safe, but men, you are not safe either. No matter your gender identity, right now you are under attack, basically. No one is safe, so please, 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 I don't know what this is, but something is happening and it needs to stop because just bodies are appearing and this it's too much. It's, it's too many in that area to be a coincidence. Yes. Uh, that's that's how I see it at least. Too. Nationwide, yeah. Um, I was just thinking Austin in particular, everywhere, like she said, needs to be, uh, be on guard. But like Austin, with all of those bodies appearing in that lake, um, that's... 
that should be concerning. Um, yes. So yeah, just it's it's just too many to be a coincidence to me. Yep. So, any last statements about the smiley face killers? Uh, let's see. Oh, I did have my off-the-wall theory that I don't believe. Do you oh, want to talk about that again? Yeah, mention it because it's very interesting. Um, I, yeah. I don't mention even it. believe this random uh, thought that popped into my head last night when we were talking about it. <laughs> so take that with a grain of thought, salt, thought, whatever. Oh. Okay, Mike Tyson. <laughs> Mike Tyson. <laughs> oh, poor Mike, Mike Tyson. Okay. Anyways, um, so the, there is this conspiracy uh, it has been for decades of uh, powerful people, rich people, using the blood of young, healthy people to make themselves live longer and be healthier. Um, it sometimes comes out with politicians. People say, okay, politicians drink the blood of infants. Um, I wondered, okay, so these are all young healthy men that this keeps happening to and they're sounding like they're held for a certain amount of time somewhere before they die and are put in the water or are murdered and put in the water what if that's what's going on um there's nothing to prove that there is just a wild two thoughts that popped together in my head but i wanted to say it because I, I did think it was kind of a it was a crazy theory but it you know i think it's a great theory i mean i don't think like i said last night i don't think it works but i think it think yeah, someone that's could the other do thing it is i don't think i don't I think, someone think could there's believe any, that. any medical uh that i've heard of any medical facts saying that that doing that makes you healthier um i could be wrong i am not a doctor but I just think that's crazy. I don't think that actually makes you any healthier. Um, I mentioned even in TV, there's a, there's a show called Silicon Valley where the guy had what he called his blood boy, who was, he made him eat perfect. He was young college age kid and he would do just blood transfusions with him. And that was, they, they were making jokes about the fact that rich people believe that. So it's, it's not, something that's just crazy that, that it's a lot of people obviously believe in it enough for it to become kind of a a joke in a television show so i don't think that's the case here i hope that's not the case here um but those two thoughts clicked together for me so i wanted to mention it just to kind of hear if anybody else has had those thoughts like that or anybody else has heard things like that or if it is just completely so far-fetched that I'm just losing my mind, which is possible. <laughs> it's a good theory. Um, this case, you just, I mean, there's so much unknown that anything could be possible. Like I said, yeah. people believe it's aliens, so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, what blows my mind about this one is, is 350 is just such a massive number. Mm -hmm. Um if they truly are connected, which, like I said, all the stories sound identical. Mm -hmm. um, also, also, a thing I, I pointed out to you before, and you pointed out last time, is 
uh, on top of covering your drinks and things like that, stick together, look Uh out for each other, because most of these stories, pretty much all of these stories involve the um, young male going off on their own. Uh, Uh And so just look out for your friends, check on them. It doesn't make you sound old. Check on them, make sure they're okay, make sure they got home right. Um, If you have to go, you know, catch a ride with them back to their place, whatever you got to do, just make sure everybody gets home safe. Um, Man, woman, whatever, just make sure Um, whatever, whatever your gender identity is, just make sure you get home safe and make sure your friends do too. So stay safe, Texas. Yes, stay safe. It sounds like everywhere on the east for now. All right. I mentioned yesterday, I was like, oh man, we live in like a big city right by the biggest freaking river. Yeah. (laughs) The only thing, these seem like somehow they're centered around colleges. And so I mentioned that yesterday too, is that um, we don't really have a lot of big colleges in Kansas City. There's UMKC, but... KU is in Lawrence. K-State's in Manhattan. Those are both 30 minutes and an hour away. Uh, Missouri's in Columbia, and that's, you know, hour and a half, half hour, hour away from Kansas City as well. So, really... Um, but everyone should be on the lookout right now. Yeah. Everyone. Even, everyone no matter where you are. Even if you're not in a college town, you should definitely be on the lookout. Yep. So, stay safe, everybody, and we will see you next time. See you next time. Peace. Bye. Hi guys, I just wanted to say I hope you enjoyed this video. If you like any of the content for Code 187, please click that subscribe button, that like button, that share button. Help us out, help us grow. Um, You can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. Um, Yeah, check us out on there. Give us some ratings. Um, tell us what you think. We're also across every social media on Code187. So we're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I think that's it. Um, and of course, YouTube. So please, please, please subscribe um, if you like our content and spread the word. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.